Hey guys, John and I are here tonight to do week 28, season two, game day pickums. Hey guys, welcome back in. It's Brad with College Sportscast. I have Hammonds on with me tonight. What's up, Hammonds? What's up, dude? It is March, man. It's March. It seems like, you know, it's took forever. We've been waiting all the way up since October for this day, and it, it, it's finally here, and we're, we're excited about it. it. It is March 1st, guys, so... Um, I want to start the show out first. I want to say um, over in the co in the comments, um, you can look it up. You can support us by sending stars. Um, any stars that you send will help us make more content. We would appreciate any and any support that you can give us. This is for Facebook. If you are on Facebook and following us on Facebook, you can send stars on Facebook. All right, welcome into College Sportscast. This is our game day pick'em show. We do this each and every week throughout the season. This is week 28. We start out with football. We are now well, well into the basketball season, getting close to the end here. Like mm -hmm. I said, this is March. Something that I found out today that is very exciting, starting on Monday, each day, Homefield Apparel is going to have a brand new drop leading up to Selection Sunday. Every, awesome. single, every single day, they're going to have a new drop of new stuff, or you can get a mystery bag one day. There is something new every single day starting Monday all the way through Selection Sunday, March 17th. All right, mm -hmm. so yep. use our code CSCAST if you're a first-time buyer with Homefield Apparel, and you can pick up some really, really cool new gear. They are doing – it starts out on Monday. They're doing a 1979 collection with Magic and Bird. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a brand-new drop. It's going to be lit. Check it out. Um, and then one day, like three or four days in, John, they're doing a five slamma jamma brand new shirt. Um, I already got one of those, so yeah, but I think this is a new drop, I think, as well. So, um, they're doing something every single day, it's all basketball, March Madness related. So, check that out. I thought that would be something cool to bring up tonight. Um, and then John and I wanted to do a little bit of section. We've been talking about some girls, high school girls that um, we both, me, I coached when they were in middle school. They went to the final four 
last Wednesday night. Um, they well, this Wednesday night, I'm sorry, this two nights ago, they went to the final four in Birmingham, Alabama. This is the Gulf Shores team. They made it all the way to the 5A uh, final four. Um, mm -hmm. The first time that Gulf Shores had ever made it to the final four. Unfortunately, they did not win the game. They lost the game. They did not get to go. They made it to the state semifinals. That's tough. All the way to the final four. Um, and I am very, very proud of my girls. I've got to give a huge shout out to Maya Griffin, Maggie Myers, and Alyssa Thompson. They are three of the girls. I coached boys and girls AAU middle school ball when I was in Gulf Shores, Alabama. This is three of the girls that I coached, and they have stuck together um, all these years. And they are the they've six times straight they have won their area. It's mm -hmm. called instead of here, it's called districts in Kentucky and stuff, but there it's called area. Um, six straight years, these girls have helped win their area, uh, their area championship. They have made it to the Elite Eight once before, and then this year they made it all the way to the state Final Four. So I just want to give a huge shout-out to my girls. And then John has some news with his niece. Well, she ain't my niece. She's my baby cousin, but I've always looked up to her as my little sister because she was the first girl in the family, the first grandchild, um, first girl. And I've always looked up to her. I've always been like a big brother to her. Um, and they won their 51st district last night. Um, they beat Pineville. Um, I can't remember the score offhand. It was double digits, I know. Um, and the other girl that is on the team, Hallie Collins, um, she's a really good friend of mine. Um, she's like another baby sis to me. Um, all those girls. Um, Jalen Fane, Kelsey Smith. Um, Maggie, all, all them girls, they're really good kids. Um, they play hard every single night. Um, they find out who they play this week in the morning, actually. They find out who they play in the regionals next week um, at the Corbin Arena. Um, great group of kids. Um, they play the game the right way. Um, I, I'm going to be honest with you. They're, they've already beat North Laurel um, this past year. So, and North Laurel is pro probably one of the top teams in the 13th region. And listen, that that girls' race is wide open, to be honest. Um, anybody can win it. You know, there's South, there's Knox Central, there's North. Um, we have as good, good as chance as anybody to go this year. Um, I just want to give a shout-out to them. Timberly, Frederick, that's the girl that um, – that's the niece that you was talking about. Um, she's not my niece. She's my cousin, but I've looked at her like a little sis. Um, I've always get that wrong. I've always been proud of her. Um, she's always been my number one fan. Um, I've always thought the world of her, and she's always going to be number one in my life. Um, and, and shout out to her and, and what she's accomplished. And Hallie Collins won 13th Region Player of the Year. Um, I think it was announced this morning. So shout yeah. out to her too. Um, great group of girls, great team. Maggie Myers won the regional uh, player of the year um, for mine as well. So, I mean, these girls, they – Maggie's uh, – or Maya Griffin, I said, won the regional, not Maggie. 
Maya won the, the regional um, player of the year uh, for Gulf Shores. She is signed to go to Coastal Alabama to play college ball. I'm hoping that the other girls can do a little bit and do some mm. of that as well and play college. You know, Maya is going to be my fourth girl that's currently playing college ball. And that's like I said, you know, I know we cover um, all areas like college football, college basketball, college baseball. But I think these girls and, and some of these kids, and actually the boys won tonight, the 51st District Central, they won by one on a late in the game. Um, I think these kids deserve a little love and a lot of respect because they put in a lot of work, um, and, and especially Les Dixon. Um, I don't know if anybody knows him, but – He's a bit. He has a big 13th region um, network that he does. Um, he does a really good job with that, and he he's over a lot of the regionals next week. Um, so, shout out to him. He does a really good job with that, especially when he goes to the state tournament. So, um, these these kids need some recognition. They don't get it a lot, and I know we're more of a national. Um, in terms Just of doing a quick little shout out here to these kids, know, and. and and, and maybe next year we can implement a little bit more high school circuit stuff because next year, um, Timberley and, and that group, there'll be, there'll be a bunch of seniors. And yeah. I would like to, I'd like for, to do a little bit with them next year as going out because I think they, they deserve, I think they deserve that because she's a really good shooter. Um, her mother was a really good shooter. Um, my cousin tab, um, she could play ball too. Um, her sister played as well, um, Tiff. Um, so we're a ball family in our family. Um, I played ball. Um, I, I was more on the lazy side compared to them. Um, I didn't put in the effort like they did, but um, I was more football than I was basketball, though. But um, yeah. I, I was always a football guy when it comes to sports. But um, at the end of the day, a lot of these kids deserve a little bit of love, and I thought they deserved a little bit of love tonight. So – Always, you always been the black sheep, huh? I've been the black sheep of the sports world. Let me just say, I'm more of the football guy slash podcast slash. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, like I just had to mess with you, Mister Black oh, Sheep. I know, man. That's that's the way it goes sometimes, <laughs> but it happens. All right, it happens to all of us. All right, guys, we will move on uh, and get to our game day pickums. I've got twelve games here. I could have picked two or three more. There's a full slate this weekend, I good think, slate. of games. Actually, a good slate of games this week. There um, is. There's, there's, there's a, a full slate of games. And there's a lot of these games that's depending on um, conference tournament champion. Well, oh, regular yeah. season. Like, it's getting down to the nitty-gritty. There is basically this weekend game and two more games left for the big conferences. The little conferences mm -hmm. are starting up conference playoff or conference tournaments. By the so, way, uh, quick, quick, quick shout out. Uh, Monday. Quick shout out. App State clinched the outright Sun Belt tonight for the first time ever. So yep. shout out to the Mountaineers. Um, yeah, really they, the smaller tournaments start on Monday. They do. The A Sun starts Monday. Yep. All right. So the first game we're going to talk about, John, is Florida at South Carolina. South mm -hmm. Carolina is a one-and-a-half or two-point favorite, mm -hmm. um, depend on which site you're looking at. I've got one-and-a-half on here. We I mm -hmm. do use DraftKings. 
Um, and it's at South Carolina. And these are two teams that's the top six in the SEC and battling for the top four positions. Um, so this is a big game in the SEC. This is, this is a really big game. This might be one of my favorite games of the week. Um, Florida has a lot of different scores that can score the basketball. Um, the, the thing with this game to me is the Gamecocks, they have really good rim de defense. It's pretty stout. Their perimeter defense is really good. Um, boxing out Florida is going to be the key to this game. Um, I think South Carolina ranks 41st in opponents rebounds per game. I'm confident they'll, they'll limit some of that, but they've got to put a body on some of these Florida guys because Florida is a really good physical team and they're playing as good as anybody right now. Um, they're shooting the ball probably 50, 40, 50% from the field right now. Um, pulling, pulling's probably got one of the best pull-up games in the country. Um, they got Walker Clayton Jr., the transfer from Iona. Um, so they, they got a really good fun team to watch. Um, and, and the top five of the SEC race is going to be absolutely ridiculous the last, what, three games because it's going to move back and forth. What's up, Tanya? Um, it's going to move back and forth um, pretty much every single week um, up until next Saturday. So, but to, to, to add to what you was wanting, um, I think South Carolina wins this game. But I do think that Florida covers. Um, I think South Carolina has. I think Florida has a lot more to to, to win here because I don't think South Carolina's going to lose much in the standings overall because they're they're pretty much set in that two three seed slot. So um, I think this game's more important for Florida than it is South Carolina. Well, South Carolina went into Texas A and M and got a big win uh, mid midweek on the road. At Texas A&M, and went in and got a big a big win. They, you know, South Carolina had lost a couple of games. Mm -hmm. Kind of the, you know, the the edge was kind of coming off a little bit. You know, uh, for the national media, with South Carolina coming back home here and getting this win would be huge. Would definitely. Um, Florida is a very very good team. They are, they are. extremely efficient offensively as well. I know you talked about the rebounding and some of the things that they do, but they are what make, what makes Florida what I tell people this what makes Florida so dangerous is because you cannot leave them open. Um no you know they are extremely efficient offensively. You you look at the Alabama game. Alabama was like pushing them to to the to the cusp. And every single time Alabama made a move, Florida would answer. Th this is not your average Florida team. Um, Todd Golden, what he's done down there is, is quite remarkable. And I think, you know, I know there'll be – I know Lamont Paris might be the SEC coach of the year this year. But I think Todd Golden deserves some honors as well. Um, he's he's took this Gator team to a new level this year with, with the offense that they got and such. Yeah, absolutely. Both of these coaches are new. Fairly new coaches in the SEC. Both have done great jobs. Um, Second-year coaches, I believe, for both. Um, and, you know, I'm going to give the edge here. I'm going to take South Carolina and lay the one-and-a-half at mm -hmm. home. But, you know, this game could go either way, to be honest. Yep. 
Uh, the next game we're going to talk about is Kansas is at Baylor. Uh, Baylor at home is a four and a half point favorite over Kansas, which sounds very odd to say, but Kansas is probably going to be without McCuller. Yeah, they're not good. They're not a good team without McCuller. Yeah, he he missed the other night. They got beat at home. Um, this Kansas team has six Big Twelve losses, and that ties the most that Bill Self has ever had. I'll say this: if this game is close down the stretch. I think Baylor has more talented guards than Kansas does to win this game. Um, and, and they have five other players that average double figures. Um, my biggest concern with Kansas, and, and I've said this for three weeks, um, we've talked about it over and over, their road woes, their, their, their depth, um, especially on the bench. They just don't. It's just not your normal Kansas team um, that you're used to seeing with Bill Self. And I think it's going to catch up with them this weekend. And I think Baylor wins this game by the four and a half points. You know, it's really hard to pick against Kansas. Everybody in the country is still has them in, in the two slot in the seeds. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand it. I really don't get it, to be honest with you. Um, mm -hmm. But, gosh, with them being without Kevin McCuller Jr. They're just they're just not the same team without him. They're, yeah. they're, just, they're just not. I, I'm going to have to go Baylor at home. Mm -hmm. Even though I'm laying four and a half points here, that kind of seems like a lot. But I think I'm going to go Baylor in this one. So we're going to, we're going the same this week. That's a good sign. So far. <laughs> so far. All right. We're gonna go Big Ten. I didn't do any Big Ten games last week. So I tried to put in a couple of I, I realized after I'd done it that I didn't do any Big Ten games last week. So I tried to pick out a couple of Big Ten games. This one is Illinois at Wisconsin. Wisconsin unbelievably is hanging on to the four seed line. I completely yep. don't get that one. I know they had some good wins early in the season, but man, they've had some a they've, lot of losses. And, and they lost to Indiana, which Indiana's not a good basketball team this year. Um, the only two teams they beat recently have been Maryland and Ohio State. And neither, well, well let's be fair Ohio State might be a little bit better than Maryland, but that does, that's not saying as much. But, um, Wisconsin is in a free-for-all, man. Um, it's hard to pick against Illinois, though, because of Terrence Shannon Jr., um, just the way he plays. Just, you know, he, he's playing like an All-American this year. Um, but I will say this. Wisconsin is tough to beat at the Coast Center. Um, that's a tough environment well, to play. two and a half points in this game, and I, that one kind of surprised and me. It does me, too. Um but I think I'm going to go Wisconsin this game. Um, I think I'm going to go a different route. I think, you know, they need this game more than Illinois does, I think. Um, so give me Wisconsin in the two and a half points. I think they get it done Saturday. Okay. I'm I'm taking Illinois. 
Wisconsin just hasn't played good for the last. They while. haven't. They haven't. But most times out of not, you're doing you're doing a good win, and, and and I think that's going to happen this weekend. So. All right. Well, like I said, until until it's like a show me time for Wisconsin. I get it. Until I get you it. Show me. I just can't do it. I get it. <laughs> I get All it. All right. So I went to the Pac-12. I pulled this game out of the Pac-12. We've got Oregon at Arizona. Oregon is not does not have a terrible record. They mm-hmm. just the Pac-12 doesn't really have very many power teams, Mm-mm. and because of that, they they they're not in the field. But they're like nineteen and seven or nineteen and eight or something like that. I mean, they're they're it's not they're they don't have a terrible record, but well, Arizona fourteen point favorite in this game at home. And I'll say this too: Arizona's playing for a one seed right now. They are um, that that last number one seed. So they've got they still got a lot to play for. Um, Arizona is really difficult to beat in the McHale Center. Um, you know, Balo's been a force inside lately. Um, the only loss they've really truly had as of recent has been Washington State. And Washington State's a really good basketball team. They're a tournament team. So, um, yeah. that's not a knock on Arizona either. So, the mismatch to me is on the perimeter. Um, Caleb Love, he's just at another level right now. He's playing about as good as anybody. And they don't – and Oregon does just not have a guy that can stop Love. And I think – that's what happens this weekend, and I think Arizona wins by the 14. Oregon's not going to the McHale Center, and they're not winning this game. Um, I, don't I don't care. Know about winning, but 14 seems really high to me. It does, but Arizona's tough at the McHale Center. Like it's. But it's, I've watched Arizona, and they can be so. Oh, I have too, but they are. But at, usually after a loss the talent and they yeah. and they can run you out of the gym over a six, eight minute period. And then they all can. of a sudden in the same game, they act like they can't score. I think and here's my here's my take on Arizona. I think they're too dependent on Cable Bluff. And I think there, there's there's issues there where they're just too dependent on what he does when other guys need to step up and take control of the game. And yeah. I think Love tries I to mean, do too much. That, but they have Lawson. They have some other players out there, man, that are really, really good players. Well, and two, um, Arizona tries to do too much late in the game. You know, Caleb Love, he made that shot against Washington State. He tried. To, he tries to do too much. And if he tries to do that in the tournament, it's going to cost him. There are times when you're watching Arizona, John, where they look like Alabama's offense. Like they look like they could run with Alabama. They do. And then all of a sudden sudden in the same half, you're like, what the hell happened? Like how how did they, you know, they score like eight points in the last 10 minutes. And you're like. They're they're unpredictable. They're unpredictable at times. I agree. So. That's that's my thing with Arizona. I know they're fighting for a one seed, so I'm going to take Arizona. But I'm going to tell you right now, those 14 points scare me on this one. If I was really betting, if I was betting this, I probably would take the points with Oregon. Yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah, Probably. All right. 
So the next game, I went to the Big East. We got Marquette at Creighton. Creighton is a four-and-a-half-point favorite at home. They played St. John's last weekend. We talked about them. They were a favorite. They went into St. John's and laid an egg after demolishing, uh, you know, after, after beating UConn, demolishing them. Really? I mean, honestly, they had a 25-point lead. There's nobody in the country right now playing better than Marquette. Um, and that's just a fact. You know, they whipped Providence. Um, I think it was, what, what 50-26 in the first half. And they led by, I think, as many as 28. Um, shot 56% from the field. Um, I don't know the status of Tyler Kolick. Um, don't know if he's going to play Saturday, but he he most likely will. Um Creighton might win this game, but God, man, Creighton, Creighton is so unpredictable. Um, which Creighton team are you going to get? Like, are you going to get the Creighton team that whipped UConn? Are you going to get the Creighton team that lost to St. John's? Like, well, it's, so the Creighton team that whipped UConn was at home. The Creighton home. team that that looked like crap was at St. John's. So yeah. I get that, but you still they're up they're, they're they're so up and down, up and down. Um I hate to pick against Marquette this week. Um but I'm I'm not I'm not going to. I'm taking Marquette in the points. Um I think Creighton is, you know, Creighton's just too up and down for me. Um, I, I'm just not a believer. I'm going to take Creighton at home and lay the four and a half. That's what I'm going to do. Um, I think Creighton is a really, really good team, especially at home. The problem yeah. is in the tournament, the tournament's not at home. So, mm-hmm. you know. Different ball game. Different yeah. environment. Yeah. All right. So, we're going to the ACC. I've got a couple games in the ACC. This is a good, good rivalry game here between North Carolina State and North Carolina. State is behind. I mean, they're like 17 and 12 or something like that. They're going to need a lot of help to to get in the tournament. This is a a game that if they could go into North Carolina and win, might help them at least raise them up a little bit. Well, for me, they're not going to be in, but it might raise them up a little bit. But North Carolina is a 12-point favorite here. For me, this game means more to North Carolina State than it does North Carolina because they're playing for the bubble, basically. Um yeah. they're 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 on the they're on that flat line like they're T3 to the bubble. T three bracketology calls it a flat bubble. They're they're laying yeah. their flat right now and, and they need this yeah. win. Um the biggest thing that concerns me in North Carolina recently is their three point defense has not been good at all. Um, their defense has kind of slacked off um, from the last couple of games. They haven't really played that well at times. But, man, R.J. Davis, when he gets into a zone, I'm telling you, man. Man, the other night, he's – I don't know if he, you watched that game where he put up 42 or not, but I did. Listen, I'm going to tell you, Zach Eady is probably going to win National Player of the Year. But I'll say this much. If anybody deserves some honors, it's R.J. Davis. Um, the kid can flat shoot the basketball. And, and he can take over a game at any time. And I think, you know, 
he's just he's impossible to guard. He's hard to he's hard to 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 defend. Um, he's just he he just put it on Miami. When, what was it Tuesday night? No Monday night. And it just it seemed like every time he got the ball, he just he made plays and he scored twenty one points in each half. He had forty two points in the game. I'm going to take North Carolina State in the points, um, just because North Carolina has struggled a little bit. It and is a rivalry game. I think North Carolina State's going to be up for it. They're going to be pushing to try to get this win. I do think North Carolina wins the game. I do too. But I'm, but I'm with Shane here. I'm going to take North Carolina State to cover the 12 points in this game. All right, in this one, we're going back to the SEC. We have Mississippi State at Auburn. Auburn is coming off of a rough loss at Tennessee where Dalton Connect just went nuclear at the end of the game, scoring 25 <laughs> points in the last 10 minutes um, on his own and outscoring you know, Auburn. Um, Auburn. Auburn, to me has been really shaky lately. They're, they're two and three in their last five games, but my gosh, man. When when they play at Neville Arena, though, they turn into the 98 Bulls. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's impressive to watch. But on the other side, Mississippi State, they're playing with a lot of confidence right now. You know, they have the defense to stay in this game and could possibly win it. It all depends on Josh Hubbard and Tulu Smith, I think. If Josh Hubbard can hit some shots, I think they can stay in this game. Well, if Josh um, Hubbard plays like he did against us the other night, he put up 34 against us. Mississippi State won the first meeting. Um, but I think Auburn wins this one. Um, but I do think they're going to stay in this game because Mississippi State plays really good defense. Um, their defense will keep them in this game. But give me Mississippi State and the points um, to cover. I think, I think that's where I was going to go, man. I mean, Toe Smith and Hubbard are playing really well. Matthews, Matthews is tough down low, tough defender. And here's the thing. How do they react at Auburn after how they lost Tuesday night? And both of these teams are coming off of losses. Kentucky yeah. gave Mississippi State a very tough home loss. Mm-hmm. And then Auburn's coming off of a tough away loss at Tennessee. Yep. So both of these teams are coming off losses. Both of them really need to win. Auburn is hanging on in a tie for the fourth place. And Mississippi State is, while I think they're probably in, they're now 8-7 and seven in the SEC. I think they got three games left. I think Mississippi State gets in, but I would be more comfortable if they could at least just win. If maybe they could one. get this this one right maybe here. If they could get this one, one at one. Auburn, I think just they to, lock they lock just, in. Just to feel safe, yeah. I think if they get this win at Auburn, I think mm-hmm. they lock in. I think they're locked if they win this game, yeah. Yeah, that that's my opinion. Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna do what you did. I'm gonna take Mississippi State and and take the nine and a half points. I I, I well, just don't see Auburn winning this plus ten, even though it is at home. 
And the jungle is a tough place to play. Very tough. Very tough. All right. I'm going back to the ACC for this one. And we've got Virginia at Duke. And Duke is an eight and a half point favorite in this one at Cameron Indoor. I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> you know, Virginia is so unpredictable. Um, you know, 42, 44, 47. Like they I struggle to score so much. Um, and, and Duke and North Carolina. They, they won a game by scoring 49. This kind of feels like the North Carolina game in a way that Virginia is going to play. Because North Carolina likes to run, Duke likes to run. Um, they just cannot put up points consistently. They're 14th in the ACC in points per game um, in scoring. They rank fourth in the ACC in scoring defense. Now, you tell me, you know, I trust their defense better than I do their offense. And their offense just ain't getting it done. And I'll be Virginia. honest with you. I, I, I don't see Virginia being able to hang with Duke. Um, mm -hmm. Roach is playing some really good ball. Um, you know, I, probably the best that he's played at Duke lately, yep. I think. And, McCain, and McCain's playing as good as anybody, too. Jerry and McCain, McCain yeah. is playing really well. And, you know, I, well, so, what's, what's, the, what's the spread on this? Eight and a half. I think I, I think I'll take that. I do, especially yeah, at Duke. Eight and a half. Especially, especially at Duke. Yeah, I think I'm going to take the eight and a half as well and take Duke. I don't. In this one. I don't trust. Now I'll say this: I trust Virginia's defense in March, but I don't trust their offense in March because offense you got to score to win some games. You just have to. Yeah, you can't score in the 40s and win games. Come mm -hmm. on now. Can't. Okay. Can't do it. I mean, that's ridiculous. Can't do it. All right. My next one is going back to the Big Ten. I said I pulled two games for the Big Ten. This is the second one. This is a big game um, out of the Big Ten this weekend. You got Michigan State at Purdue. Purdue is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite here. In Who's this had worse luck than Michigan State so far? Um, you know, they had a couple games there, and then they had, you know, the Ohio State game where they won on a buzzer beater shot. Like, yeah. man, it just seemed like Michigan State was getting better, and then all of a sudden it just like they go. Yeah, they've lost, lost some tough games. One step forward, two steps back, two steps forward, two steps back. It just seems like well, every single time. They pick Purdue at home. I mean, people are saying, how is well, – they still – Michigan State's still like what, a seven seed or an eight seed or something like that? Around, around that area, yeah. Uh, being projected and people – I'm going like, to say this. I'm going to say this for my buddy in the group chat. O'Color. You know O'Color. He's a yeah. big Michigan State fan. I believe they get in, but they're not going to win this game. Um, and I say that because – Planet Mackey is a hard place to play. Not many teams go into Purdue and win. I just say that. 
you know, they, they Purdue is playing at a level right now that I've not seen them, um, you know, since last year in the regular season. But even then, I think they're a better team this year than there was last year. I think just their maturity, their experience, I think they just got better – just better overall um, schemes of what they what they do offensively. Um, I just think they're a better basketball team than they was a year ago. And, and not to mention it's they got Zach. They're not on the bubble. They're around an eight seed. They yeah, they're not one seed. They're not. Um, they're not on the bubble. But the more games you lose, yeah. But losing they, one at Purdue against you know Purdue no, is not going to not going to hurt them. No, I don't think that's going to hurt them because you're, unless you're they losing, get beat forty points, they get well, beat because you're losing points. because you're losing to a quality opponent. You're not going to yeah. You're not really going to fall down any farther than what you already are. So, I think I'm going to take Purdue in the nine and a half. Um, Michigan State is just so up and down. But I'll say this though, on on this regard, could you imagine being a two seed or a one seed and seeing Michigan State in an eight nine or seven ten game? That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. And yeah, I'm, you're thinking, oh boy. We get Michigan State. You don't, want to face, you don't want to face Izzo in that first round. I'm telling no, you. You do not. Look what happened no. last year. You know, Marquette yeah. was the two seed, and Michigan State went in there and beat them, went all the way to the Sweet 16. So, yeah. Izzo, Izzo's good in March. I give him that. He's really good in March. Um, I'm, you know, I'm going to take the nine and a half points and, and take with and, and, and roll with Michigan, I think, here. Michigan State. Like, you do that. You do that. I, I just <laughs> listen, I, man. I, I love Michigan State, but they're playing at Mackey Arena. Right? I know they are, but you I know think how tough it is to win at that place. It's playing for their life. I get that. I do. But do you realize how tough of an environment that place is? That that's a really tough place to play. It is. But I think maybe I'm taking this. Maybe State. one of the best. Maybe one of the best home environments in all of college basketball. Ghost party. <laughs> all right man we're going back to the sec this might be the biggest game of the weekend biggest this game is, of the year this is two teams that are tied the top of the sec conference at a um and the winner here is going to have a huge leg up to to be the number one seed and the win does Alabama, does Alabama, at does Alabama, Alabama ever miss? Does Alabama ever miss at home? Because every time they play at home, they never miss. Like they, they. I like know Alabama's a two and a half point favorite, but I'm going to tell you, I am a huge Kentucky fan. I despise Tennessee, but I'm going to tell you, Dalton Connect is a fun, fun yes, watch. Yes. If yes, you were not is. watching, if you are not watching the last 10 minutes of Tennessee versus Auburn, shame on you because that kid was sensational. Took over the game. He was sensational, guys. I mean, you were just talking about Zach Eady and um RJ Davis. I'm going to tell you guys, I'm not so sure that Dalton Connect is not going to be in that conversation by the end. Like, 
he just keeps building that resume. Hey, I want to say and, something real quick. And Joshua Hart, amazing stuff. Joshua Hart said Purdue only won by eight when they played at Michigan. But let's be fair, Michigan's not on the same level as Michigan State. Let's let's kind of tone that down a little bit. Michigan is really really bad. Um, he's talking about the, the home and away splits. Like Michigan's yeah. a really bad basketball team. Um, they're just not good. So that's what that's like comparing apples to oranges, to be honest. <laughs> like, Michigan State is a completely better team than Michigan. I just leave it at that. But um, don't connect. If he goes in there and he wins this weekend, um, you got to give him the player of the year. Even even if he don't, I think he wins the player of the year. If you're talking about SEC player of the year, I think, I, think I think he's, think he's pretty already, much he's already got run. that one locked up. I mean, and he's, I'll he's be honest with that. you, Cal made a statement this this week, who's playing better than Antonio Reeves? You know what well, my absolute first thought was? Uh, have you not watched Dalton Connect? Yep. That's exactly what I thought. Really good. And I'm a Kentucky fan, okay? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this about this game. This is going to be one of the most electric environments that Alabama has ever been a part of. And and probably in a long, long, long time. Um, and they're gonna be revved up. College game day is gonna be there. Jay Billis is going to be there. Dan Schulman's going to be there. This is a legit top game of the week. Like, there's probably a couple other games, but this game is the game of the week. The only thing that concerns me about this game is Tennessee struggles to defend the three-point shot on the road. And if they don't – if they do that, Alabama wins this by double digits. You did have 39 chances. He did have 39. 25 and in the last Like minutes. I said, if Tennessee struggles to defend the three-point line in this game, Alabama's winning this by double digits. So Okay. But give me Alabama. Roll Tide. And that's not because I hate Tennessee. That's just the fact that it's in Alabama and they hardly ever lose in Coleman. They're tough to beat at home. So you're taking Bama at home, huh? I'm taking Bama. Rolling with the tie, baby. Blitz, Bama, blitz. <laughs> Man, listen. Anybody don't give a dang about the tide, baby. <laughs> anybody that knows me, and I mean anybody that really knows me, knows how much I, I really don't like, and that's 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 an easy way of saying it, Tennessee. Okay. But man, alive. I'm telling you, well, Bama. I agree with you that at home they play really well. Mm. 
I'm having some technical issues here. I can't get that off. I will say this, Clyde. He said something. He said everybody overlooks Reeves. Well, I hate to say this, Clyde, and I'm a Kentucky fan, but there's more players in Kentucky out there that are playing as good as Reeves. And that's not no knack. That's just being uh, observant. Um, Sears is playing really well. Dalton Connect's playing well. Josh Hubbard's playing well for Mississippi State. There's just a lot of guys out there besides Reeves that's doing what. And, you know, if this was not all Dalton Connect and, I think you know, you got to add Sears to that. Well, and, and if, like I said, if this wasn't them having the greatest years they they was had, I believe you'd give it to Antonio Reeves. But Dalton can it's just going to be hard to not give it to Dalton Connect. It's just hard. All right. If you're taking Bama at home, I all right, guys. I'm gonna take Bama, but I'm telling you, if Dalton Connect gets going in this game. Turn out the lights. The party's over. It's going to be a great game. I'm just telling you. Turn out the lights. The party's over. <laughs> All right. Houston is a six-point favorite on the road. And just for the record, this is the only game out of these 12 where the road team was favored. I don't like this. I don't like this. Uh, I don't agree with this one. I just don't. Um, Houston has a really good defensive team. And the problem with Oklahoma is they're just not a great shooting team. And Houston's going to limit a lot of that. And man, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like this. I don't like the, I don't like the spread. It's, it's too high for me. Um, Six points. Oh wait a minute, Oklahoma, Oklahoma's not favored, right? No, no, no. It's Houston that's okay. Favored. Never mind then. I started to say, well, why are they favored? You got me confused for a minute. But it no, even it's that that's favored. That's, They're that's the only the road team out of all these games that was favored. That's actually too low for me. Um, any two. Um, I think Houston wins this game by double digits. Um, don't get me wrong, I like Oklahoma. I think they got a really good player in JV on McCollum. Um, they got some really good talent on that team. Um, Porter Moser has done a really good job with this team this year, but they're just they're too inconsistent shooting the basketball, and you can't be that way when you play a team like Houston, um, because they play really great defense. And Houston's coming on as of as of late. They're starting to play really good too. They are. Houston's a really really good team. Now they did struggle a little bit in January on the road, they did. They but did. I think they're I think they're getting past that and beyond well, that here. A lot of that was, hasn't played great the last month. Well, a lot of that they was getting accustomed to the Big Twelve and they was trying to figure things yeah. out. And, and it, I agree with you. Um, I mean. I just can't go against Houston here, even though this is a road game. I'm gonna lay. I'm gonna lay the six points. Yeah, I am too. Uh, and, and take Houston in this one. I believe. Points. Um, I mean, their defense is phenomenal. Phenomenal. It is. It's really good. I mean, 
All right. Going to the West Coast. I normally pick. Is this the last game? This is the last game of the 12 that I had picked. We might throw in and talk a little bit of, about the Kentucky game coming up well, here. I mean, uh, there, but there's, this really, is there's the really not a lot game. to talk about. There's not really a lot to talk about there. I mean, it's – Yeah. The game I should didn't be. put Kentucky on here because we're playing Arkansas, guys. So, if you're a Kentucky fan and you're here and you're thinking I, we were going to – we always do, but Arkansas's not a good team, guys. So, I always really, try to pick the best games of the week. They're really not, and so. I did not put Kentucky on the list. However, I have been putting some Mountain West games on the list, but and and going to the West Coast. This time, I'm technically going to the West Coast Conference. Here, we got Gonzaga versus uh, at St. Mary's. St. Mary's beat them at Gonzaga earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. St. Mary's a two-and-a-half-point favorite, so if they win this game, they will win the West Coast Conference regular season title. Here's the thing. St. Mary's doesn't want to lose this game um, at home, but for me, just moving forward, this game means a lot more to Gonzaga because if Gonzaga loses this game, do they have to make a run the WCC to even get in? Because the only great win that they got is the Kentucky game. Do they get in? Do they get in? That's the question. Like, I mean, would, would they I leave Gonzaga they out if they lose? I don't know, man. Um, I mean, they're top 20 in the net rankings. I don't I'll say see- this. I don't right now they're top 20. They're 19 in the net rankings. St. Mary's. There's no way, John, that they're being left out in the top 20 of the net rankings. I agree with you, but they don't have a lot of great wins. I can just tell you it's it's very they're still hard 19 somehow. St. Mary's is the one seed in this tournament. Um, they're gonna be the one seed. I think they're pretty much a lock to be in the tournament. The only non-lock that you really have to wonder about is Gonzaga. And I know that you said with their net ranking, which it's been 19 for about two weeks. So, um, man, I'd hate – wouldn't you hate to be one of the NCAA committee guys and have to sit there and look at that Gonzaga resume and Kentucky be the only big win they got? Like, that's – and let's be real. Gonzaga hasn't missed the tournament since what, 98? Yeah, I mean, they made every one of them. They're 24 it's, in a row or 28 in a row or something like I that. Don't, I don't want to be the guy that has to decide the fate of the Gonzaga Bulldogs. I, I'll just tell you, I don't want to be that guy. I'm glad yeah. they have a committee instead of me because, uh, <laughs> I mean, that. <laughs> well, I'm going to be honest with you. I know there's been some talk that they may miss this tournament, but with their net rankings being that high, I have never – if you're in the top 30, you're almost guaranteed in the NCAA tournament. I don't even think there's a team in the top 30 that's not even made it before, has there? Maybe one. I, I don't believe so. I believe the lowest is like 34 40. or 35 or 33 mm-hmm. or something like that. or something, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. you're in the top 30, you're going to make the NCAA tournament. I mean, there's just no way. Look to, But to get to your prediction, um, where's this game at? St. Mary's? That I, like the, I like the revenge factor, but man, 
It's a tough place to play. They don't lose yeah. very much at home. They don't lose very much at home. They don't, no. Um, I'm going to take St. Mary's. I think they get it done. Um, the two and a half, I think this is going to be a really close game. I don't think it's going to be nowhere near a blowout. Um, you know, I, I like the revenge factor here for Gonzaga, but man, Gonzaga, St. Mary's has come alive as of late and they're playing really, really good basketball. And uh, I think they win this game. I'm going to take the revenge factor here, even though I think St. Mary's is a tough place and they, they're probably going to get this win. There's just something inside of me that says, that Few's going to get them going here to come in. I, and I'll, I'll, I'll add to this. I wouldn't want to beat Gonzaga if they lose this game, though. Because they're going into the WCC tournament next week, and they're, they're playing with fire because they either win the tournament or they got to sit or lose a game in the WCC. Speaking of the gotta, w, WCC tournament, if you don't know – Check out their brackets and the way their tournament is set up. I it's, love the way they I mean, set up the WCC like tournament. Up, yeah. It is – just check it out. I don't know exactly what they call it, but it's different. It's not a seeding like 5 through 12 playing. You know, they don't, they don't do that. The one seed is all the way out. And and the and and there's winners along that move up. You just check out their bracket. The way they do it is really really cool. It's cool, yeah. Um, here, here, like I said, here's where I here's where I draw the line at though. If Gonzaga loses Saturday night, you're probably most likely going to be the two seed in that in that um, bracket. And what happens what happens is is if they lose in that conference tournament their first game, say they lose the first game, they're going to have to sit and wait till Selection Sunday and sweat everything out because – and I don't see them losing the first game. In I, I don't the either. Season, but, but, I mean, I I'm going to take Gonzaga in this game and give me the two and a half points, but I'm not real confident in that, to be I'm honest. I'm not either. I'm not either. Um, I, I did pick St. Mary's, but – I don't know. It, 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 this game's difficult because you got the revenge factor in it, and then you got the idea that St. Mary's is really tough to beat at home. So, All right. So, you, real quick, you if you ask me, and I know there's some Kentucky fans on here, and I have been saying that it was a three-man race. We had, we had a comment about it being Dalton Connect, Sears, or Antonio Reeves for the SEC Player of the Year. And I've been saying that all along, but I'm going to tell you, I really feel like on Wednesday night, Dalton Connect wrapped that up. Yep, he did. I do. His performance Wednesday night was spectacular. And he, I'm he's going just... to say this. I'm going to go on record even more. I think he can push – that national player of the year, I don't think he's going to win it. But I think Zach, he, Zach, he's probably going to win that one again. I, I don't think he's going to win it. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to take it that far. But I think he's going to be in the conversation. Mm -hmm. 
first team All American. Yep. It's on the board. But I'll say this on top of that, Reeves and Sears, they deserve some they deserve their flowers as well, though. They've had some really good they years. Do. I love years. Reeves, man. And Reeves has I been spectacular too. for us. He has scored 20 plus points in like 16 or 17 games. Um he he's been spectacular for us. I but kind don't, of but don't connect has been plus 30 like six or seven times. I want to say something um before we get off here tonight. Um uh, you know, the whole Arkansas game. I, I get everybody was wanting to get but Arkansas is just not a really good basketball team. You, you expect to win this game tomorrow. Um, that's not what I want to talk about. You um, got to control battle and troll Brazil, and we'll be fine. Yeah. Battle what, I want to talk, really what I want to talk about is the homegrown kid, Reed Shepard. Um, Beautiful. You know, many kids. Beautiful. Any kid in America – would love to be in the position that Reed is in, playing for his no, homegrown no, team. No, 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 John, you need to rephrase that. Any kid no, that was born in the state of Kentucky. In the born state of Kentucky, yeah. I I, I don't know why I said that. I, I got tongue-tied. Yeah. Any kid that is born in the state of Kentucky would love to be in the position that Reed Shepard is in right now. Um, to be capitalizing on it is it, unreal. It, it is unreal. And the way he handled the game Tuesday night, um, he was poised down the stretch. He never, he never flinched. You know, his, his his hands are always in the passing lane. He's always making plays with his defense. Um, he's always hitting big shots when they need him. He hit a three. What, what was it with like seven or eight minutes to go that cut the lead to like two or one? I mean, three. I know I was talking about Dalton Connect, but Reed Shepard scored eleven points in the last minute and a half. Is there ever a kid? That Kentucky has ever fell in love with more than they have than Reed Shepard? Well, I mean, yes. There I mean, you've, been, had, you've had Rex Chapman. You've had you've had some of those guys. Rex too. Chapman was a phenomenon, man. He and was, you probably was, don't quite remember Rex played Chapman. A, played at Apollo. But Rex Chapman, I, there's nobody in my lifetime that can compete with the hype that Rex Chapman had. Nobody, not inside the state of Kentucky. And Reed Shepard's doing great, but he yeah. don't hold a candle to what was going on with Rex Chapman. It, it, and plus, it was a it was a different era too, though. It was you know, there was a different time. It was a different, you know, a lot of things. A lot they wouldn't social Rex media. Rex Chapman cram packed gymnasiums everywhere. He went. I mean, when I'm saying there was thousand people outside of the arena that couldn't even get in, it was like rock star stuff. Well, it was unreal. And then, you, and then, then you had Richie Farmer that came on from Clay County. Um, he was another Richie one. Farmer was, was really big in the state of you Kentucky. Had, you, as had well. Darren, you had Darren Feldhouse, you had Pelfrey. There's a lot of them, the unforgettables. Yeah. Um, you know, and then now you got Reed Shepard. Um, but I think I think Shepard I think Shepard can get to the places like where Feldhouse, Pelfrey, and 
and you know the unforgettable. I mean, you got to win the yeah, title. You got to win I'll the title. You, I'll, tell, I'll tell you a funny story. Um, I always hear it all the time about Richie Farmer. They used to have a like they did a call in show, and everybody would call in, and somebody would call in. And they'd say, "Is Richie going to play tonight?" Yeah, like it was it was a big deal back then. Like it was. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, it absolutely. Was, every every like, time there was fans that would call in and say that. Absolutely. Um, is Richie going to play tonight? Yeah, it was. It was a big deal back then, and 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 thing back then it was it was less social media than it is now. Reed's getting the beneficiary. Start. It was. Is Richie going to start tonight? Is Richie going to start tonight? That's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. And, and uh, the thing, what the thing is, like then. Social media wasn't prevalent like it is yeah, today. Did you catch at the beginning of this year one of the radio shows? Richie Farmer called in to the pregame and joked around with him. And they said, This is Richie from Clay County. And they didn't know it was Richie Farmer until he started talking. And his his question was, Is Reed gonna start tonight? <laughs> it was so funny. That's pretty good. <laughs> But I, I, that's all I want to say. Um, I, I just want to say thank you all for uh, joining us tonight. Um, I want to give a shout-out to my buddy Brad. Um, he's going to the SEC tournament next week. Um, we'll probably have a show Tuesday night, but we're not I sure. If I don't we're... know exactly what my shows are going to look like next week because I got to see if I'm going to have a good enough internet to do anything down there. We do know um, that we're going to have a Tuesday show. That, that's, that's I know that's that I'm going to be like recording some stuff, maybe even some interviews, some you know, um, taking a bunch of pics and doing a whole lot of work. So look for my work, Greenville Sports Media, and that kind of stuff. I just don't know about the podcast and if I'm going to be able to do a whole lot yet, but. A couple of things before we go off tonight. I do want to get to this. Ohio State and Iowa are possibly playing the biggest Big Ten basketball game on the women's side of basketball ever on Sunday afternoon. Caitlin Clark, who announced this week that she is leaving Iowa and not coming back for her COVID year, can't blame her. She could have came back for a COVID year, but she announced this week year and going pro. This is going to be her senior day. You know she why? You know why I don't? You know why I don't blame her? Though? She's eighteen points shy of Pistol Pete's all-time NCAA scoring record, guys. On senior day in Iowa. And the tickets are going for damn near $500 a piece. A pop. And if if you've got any basketball blood in you at all, this game should matter. That's all I'm going to say. But I don't blame her much. Um, She's done what she's had to do in college. She's proved who she is. She's proved that she's one of the best players of all time, may be the best of all time. Um, Indiana Fever have the number one WNBA um, pick, and they got Aaliyah Boston. They'd be crazy not to take her first. And they got Uh, Aaliyah Boston already. Can you imagine 
Caitlin Clark and Aaliyah Boston on the same team? Pretty impressive. The way that girl can pass, she's got 17 triple doubles, guys. It's not just all scoring. And to add to, to what you said about Caitlin Clark, this coming week, a lot of the women's side of conference tournaments are starting. They start before the men's do. And they, do. they usually they usually get done. Now, some of the little the little call the little tournaments, they're during the men's at times, but they are, but the bigger conferences are usually the, the week conferences before. Are usually the week before. So yeah. Um I'll I'll be I'll be definitely watching the Sunday game to be short to be short. I'm telling you, Sunday in Iowa is is where it's at. I I can't wait to watch this game. Me either. I, I just I cannot wait to watch this game. You yeah. were talking about Reed Shepard. And is there anybody like Reed Shepard? There is. Her name is Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark. She's from Iowa. Bred Iowa Hawkeyes. Yep. And she is loved. I mean, the mania there for Caitlin Clark. You watch the little girls that want her to sign something for her mm -hmm. or for them. The mania there. You know what? You know what? Kind of, you know what it kind of reminds me of. You said mania. It reminded me of Hulkamania when Hulk had all that. I'm stuff telling you, him. that's exactly what it is. It is mania. That's exactly it's, what it, it is. It's sort of like when. All the Hulksters would wear their shirts and T-shirts like it was. It was a big deal. It's a big deal now with Caitlin Clark. <laughs> Real American heroes. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now. That's exactly what it is, man. Just like I had that. to bring it up on the show. I am, uh, you know. I'm covering women's basketball now, and there is nothing going to be better on Sunday than Iowa State, who beat Iowa at in you know at Ohio State earlier this year, and is number two in the nation. Yeah, and and the NCAA women's tournament is going to be good too. So Iowa dropped to seven. They've got about three or four losses. Iowa dropped to seven. Ohio State beat them in Ohio State. This is the return game, senior night, 18 points shy of the all-time NCAA scoring record. Any better than that? Holman Scott said, you better be glad I wasn't at that game the other night. <laughs> Coleman was in Mississippi State and didn't even realize that Kentucky was there. And I, I had to slap so. him upside the head. Next show. <laughs> All right. So my NFL show has been changed to tomorrow. Uh, the guy had something come up for Sunday, so it's been changed to tomorrow. It's going to be at 5 p.m., Central time. So John, that's six. So that's, that's six, six Eastern. Eastern. Six Eastern. I'll, I'll, I'll see what. A, I'll see what's going on. Two-round mock draft, and the NFL Combine is closing out 
So there's a lot of stuff going on with the combine right now. It's a good time to have a mock draft. And there's this some, is going to be the first one of the season. There's a lot of drama in April, right before the draft, as well with another guy. Yeah. There's but, a lot of drama. There's a lot of drama going at the combine too. That's yeah. The the NFL combine's going on right now. That's the reason why I scheduled it right now. Is the combine's going on, and then we're going to have one later. Um, after the NCAA tournament, uh, I think it's going to be tentatively scheduled for April 21st. And we're going to do that one with the mock draft guy. He is huge on YouTube. Um, he was on our show last year. Uh, and he, this, that'll be our big, um, two round mock draft right before the <laughs> Thursday before. Aren't you excited? Hello, this is Greg Gumble, and this is selection Sunday. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like so close, you can just feel it. It's like you can just cut it with a knife. Like it's it's so close. So NFL mock draft, NFL combine has been has been going on this week, still going on. I think it closes out tomorrow or Sunday. Um, the NFL combine does, and I had to put Coleman up here. Look, he says you aren't wrong. Up here. Look, he says you are all right guys we will see you. we will see you um tomorrow at five central six eastern for our mock draft special with uh, with jaywack reactions from um jaywack gridda that's what he does on um, sorry about that my, my computer froze up i don't know why but Anyways. Oh, it's all right. But we're closing out. Y'all have a good night. We will yeah. see you tomorrow for NFL mock draft. Yep. Have a good one.